welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview a talented piano player from South Korea who has just released her second album, Are You Ready? Jihee Yo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange. Today, we have Jihee Ho. I got it right. Kyo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Proud to say that. Everyone that listens knows I butcher a lot of names, unfortunately. <laughs> And yes, thank you for joining us, ma'am. Oh, yeah. It's a pleasure for me <laughs> to be in the show. Okay, so could you tell the people a bit about yourself? Um, yes, my name is Jihee. Um, I'm a jazz pianist, originally from South Korea. Um, I've been in New York for about 10 years so far. And I'm enjoying being in the city get to know lots of musicians and then get to see a lot of great concert. And also I'm a teacher. Um, I have my own piano studio. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's like uh, my day job. And then at night I play jazz. Yeah. So far. <laughs> the dream. Are you still currently in New York, even with the pandemic and everything? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And where did you go to get your education? Oh, so I did my bachelor in Amsterdam Conservatory in Netherlands. And then um, I went back to Korea for three years and I played there and then taught student there. And then I came to States uh, for doing my master degree at Manhattan School of Music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Well, you're also my second Korean guest. Oh, okay. Nam came on before. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen it. Yes. Uh She's a sweetheart, I must say. (laughs) And how was Holland? What made you choose to go there? Um, First of all, I went to college in Korea, like, just for one year. And then I always wanted to, you know, go abroad. And then... Because I thought, oh, if you want to study jazz, then you have to experience, you have to go there and experience all the culture and everything. So I quit school and then initially wanted to go to Berkeley. (laughs) But I mean, I was like 18 or 19 and didn't have that much information about like a scholarship or anything. So, and then later I realized it's too expensive to afford it at the time. So someone told me that, oh, then, you know, there's a um, um, conservatory in Amsterdam and then it's pretty, tuition fee is pretty cheap, so you can afford it. And then, okay, and then I auditioned and then it got passed. Yeah, that's how I decided. To, and then another one that I wanted to go there, they um, teach students with English that's, because that's international school. Okay. Which university yeah. was it? It's called Ans- Amsterdam Conservatory. Conservatory. Okay. I'm not yeah. sure if that's the same one that Yui Honan teaches at. Oh, yeah. I think so. It is? Oh, okay. He came yeah. on. Love his stuff. <laughs> Love his stuff. <laughs> so the Amsterdam scene, I'm a big fan of, even though I never really got to experience it. Mm-hmm. But you have a new release right now. It's called mm-hmm. All You're Ready. Yes. 
My favorite track on that is, what's it called? Steams in the Desert. Love it. <laughs> so what made you come up with this album? And what made you choose to go to a trio format? Because your last album was more of a, right. I want to say a quintet, big band type feel. Right, right. Yeah. Actually, everyone, everyone was wondering about it. Usually people start with their trio album, like a small ensemble. And then later they want to experience more, you know, uh, configurations that they explore with the different type of ensemble. And I don't know, because, you know, at the time I was really into big band type of music after I graduated uh, MSM. And then also the subject that I wanted to deliver was more fit with um, large ensemble. That's why um, I started with that one. And then and then that was like five years ago. And later I wanted to do trio, but I always thought that oh, maybe I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, like musicians, they're like a very perfectionist and wanted to <laughs> make better one. So I was, you know, I wanted to wait more and more. And then all of a sudden, you know, I saw that all the situation is opening up to making the album. And then, yeah, and I decided to do it, to the three album. Okay. Yeah. Well, those of you who are able to find her first release or self-released album, Passions, listen to The Visions. Great <laughs> one on that. And on this one, how did you get, are you ready, I should say, instead of this one, how yeah. did you choose your bass player and your drummer? Oh, so my bass player, Marty, um, we went to school together, Manhattan um, School of Music. And uh, yeah, we've been really good friends. I always loved his music. I loved his company. So yeah, I asked him and he said, oh, yeah, of course. And then um, Rodney Green, I saw him before I knew him. You know, I always loved his like um, playing so much because I like Margot Miller and other musicians that he played with. So yeah, and I just... Okay, then I want to do what Rodney and then called him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then Rodney, okay, of course, and you know, I, I wanted to do it, you know, that's why. It was a good fit. I liked it. That's why I was curious. I didn't know if there was any more of a backstory, but uh -huh. no, I'm glad it came out this way. Hopefully, you have another one in the works. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, once again, coming from South Korea, how did you get into jazz music? Well, um, I actually started with the classical music, right? And then, like, I started, like, five, when I was five years old. And then I, you know, kept playing until probably, like, middle school. And then my mom said, hey, you know, why don't you just, like, focus on your schoolwork instead of <laughs> doing the music? <laughs> I don't know. My mom thought that, you know. It's, it's more important to focusing on schoolwork. So I said, well, okay, because I was kind of bored at the time. Uh, and then I stopped for a while. And then after I graduated middle school, and then I kind of feel like, you know, there's still something in, you know, in me that, you know, that I should do music. And then I told my mom, mom, I think I should do music. I want to do it. <laughs> Surprisingly, my mom said, okay, you should tr try you know, there's like a 
rock band, like a local rock high school rock band. You want to audition for it? <laughs> It's a rock band high school, <laughs> right? Okay. And then I said, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I want to do it because I was good at sight reading because I'm a classical piano player. And then I went to the rock band. I played at rock band during high school year. And then later, I wanted to afford my <laughs> career more. And then maybe I thought it's too late to do classical music. And then I was looking for the other one. And then someone told me that yeah, you should try jazz because you're good at piano. So how about you try jazz? And you can compose. You can experience basically all kinds of music through jazz. So yeah, that's how I got into jazz. And then for the first album that I listened to was.、Um, Oscar Peterson, we get requests, and then,、oh. yeah, yeah, I listen over and over, like for three months, something like that. <laughs> and how did you get your hands on that one? Someone recommended it. Did you? Yeah, someone、okay. told me that. Yeah, this is like a basic album. Yeah, there was another album like Oscar Peterson,、uh, we get requests, and、um, Keith Jarrett's "The Bye Bye Blackbird," and then. Another one was like Bill Evans something. Yeah, it was. I forgot the name of it, but it was the one of famous his album. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Especially the Rock High School. That is really interesting. <laughs> I love rock music. <laughs> My first drum teacher was a rocker, like all jokes、oh, okay. aside, hair band and everything. So、mm-hmm. I fully agree with you, or understand when you say you love rock music. Wait, who's your favorite drummer or rock musician? Rock musician, drummer, band is a whole bunch of questions. That's a deep level stuff, man. Because <laughs> I go into the eighties, the seventies, the sixties, even the fifties on just、okay. rock music alone. Okay. But yeah, a hair band drummer, I would love that. But a, I don't have the hair as you. Can, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, you wanted to go to. America originally, and then you told us that you ended up going to Amsterdam because of that. So,、mm-hmm. when you finished Amsterdam, you went back to Korea. What made you to say I want to do the masters, and why did you choose Manhattan School of Music instead of Berkeley? So yeah,、um, so after I finished, after I graduated Amsterdam,、um, I actually I didn't know what to do, you know, and I was like, you know, I still want to go to. America, because that's where you need to study jazz. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I think. You have to, you know, experience the history. Why, you know, the jazz started here. You know that kind of stuff. You know, so always wanted to go to states, and then、um, still, I didn't have that much money to afford. You know, because tuition fee is super expensive. Like if you go want to go to a master class. So I decided to go back to Korea and I wanted to make money there <laughs> <Okay> . by teaching and then playing there because it's easier, you know, for me because I'm Korean. So yeah, and then luckily I got enough money <laughs> to <laughs> apply the <laughs> master degree. That's why. So what type of music <laughs> were you playing there? Because I assumed you were teaching was, jazz, right? You know, Yeah, it was a, it was a jazz. Yeah, of course I did all kinds of music, but mainly jazz. Did you do any of that K-pop stuff? <laughs> no.、Oh, okay. I kind of laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, I should have done it. I should have done it. Now、hey. K-pop like 
The joke's on me, man. Like, BTS is huge. Huge. I don't see it. I don't understand it. But that's with a lot of different music. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that BTS is like, you know, yeah, getting super They might ah. get a Grammy. I have no, none, zero. Well, we'll see. Yeah, no, it'll be awesome. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I apparently missed out on that, or it grew far bigger than I ever expected it to be. Okay. That's so. true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is something you? Okay, I just say, how did you see New York as a jazz student when you were living in Korea? How do I see New York? What did you think like New York like- music scene was going to be? Hmm. When I was in Korea. Yeah. Because you kept wanting yeah, to come here. Like, you know, it's very, like, um, competitive, you know? Like, everyone who wants to, I mean, not just jazz, like, who wants to, who is very amb- ambitious, they all, I thought they all wants to come to New York, right? That's my impression about New York. Also, you know, some of my friends who went, you know, who, who studied in New York told me that, you know, like, you know, if you go to jam session, it's crazy. Like you have to do like uh, you should be able to do all like uh, type types of uh, alt meters and everything. <laughs> you know, like you have to do like uh, everything with the twelve keys. Blah blah blah. <laughs> That's jam session jokes. So I could go on right. that. That one person in the jam session that wants to prove how much better he is than everybody. Yeah. 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 Something that kind of so uh, that was kind of um, interesting, and I wanted to experience. You know, those type of, um, yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what was the difference between, in your opinion, Amsterdam and Seoul jazz scene? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, in Korea, I mean, they both, the, the same thing between Korea and Europe, they're really... I mean, also here, they really appreciate the music, you know? But I think for European audience, they're more serious. <laughs> right? They listen more carefully and then trying to analyze one when I'm playing it. And then there was even an audience came after um, after the concert came to me. And then, so that was a third or fourth that you just played or something like that. <laughs> something like, yeah, very like... Um, they're, they really love to analyze and then trying to catch every single thing. For Korean audience, they're enjoying more, like uh, without, they more, they're more like emotional audience, I would say. They just want to feel the music, you know, as it is, you know. I mean, that's my impression, but I might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's your opinion. It's what you think, okay? <laughs> right. That's what I felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think they're more intact in Amsterdam. Okay, no problem. Right. So Amsterdam mm-hmm. and New York, do you still feel the same way also? No, not oh, at all. okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course, like if you go to the jazz club and then if you're, because uh, I think half of the audience is probably um, musician, jazz musician. So like, of course, that are probably analyzing and then trying to, you know, get more information what, you know, musicians playing, something like that. But also, yeah, I think it's pretty similar mm, to audience in Korea. 
like trying to feel the music as it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what is something you learned in the academic world or academia that uh-huh. did not apply when you became a professional jazz artist? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I think I would say, but this is like a really deep question for me. I mean, things that you're doing in professional scene, um, I think I would say it's more like learning about the language, you know, but in school, you know, so you're not like, like a jazz language. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you're in school, you have, you know, they have to teach you every single thing, like, a, you know, like a composition, like arranging and then all the stuff that you might not going to do. But it's still half, you know, for you, for example, you know, I'm not doing big band anymore, but I got to know like all the like information, you know, how to compose for the big band music, you know, instrument, like the range of instrument, that kind of thing, you know, those stuff. And then also the history or, yeah, it's like basically like every possibility about the jazz, but the professional situation, you know, um, you're learning more about the language, jazz language that people use. That's that's what I'm thinking. You have to, you can be creative, but also at the same time, you have to be able to communicate with other musicians. So I think that's why the language, the common language that, you know, people use is very, very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is somebody, something you would tell somebody from Korea that is coming to America to study? I would say to come. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Just come. <laughs> you should come because that's, that's what I always um, thought. Because if you want to, you know, it's, it's totally different. You know, the language, language um, that people use here is different. Like the something you're never going to learn unless you experience the culture. I think that's very important. Um, and then language also come out differently. Like um, if I was interested in Korea, I mean, of course, there are very, you know, a lot of great jazz musicians in Korea. But I think it's slightly different how they like put out um you know, the music, the, the, how, like, the story that they are drawing, it's a little bit different. But I'm not saying that which one is right or not. I'm saying it's a matter of taste how you want to draw your uh, painting. If you want to draw painting more close to this way, then I think you should come to America. If you want to draw a story there, um, something like that, then I think it's okay. So that's what I'm thinking. And who's your favorite Korean jazz artist? I don't really know any, so. Artist? Yeah. Jazz artist? Hmm. Let me think. Um, not the pianist. There's, um, 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 my favorite, uh, vocalist, her name is Malo Jung. 
she um she's really good vocalist and she's really good at like in, she's good improviser but the reason why i really like her is because like, she composed every song was um korean yeah she wrote every song with the korean and it's still with the jazz so that was kind of interesting and it's so the lyrics like it's very poetic which i really love it mm-hmm. that's why yeah I love her. I go check her out later today. I don't yeah. the language. I'm not gonna know what she's saying, but I'm still gonna listen to it. I'm pretty sure it's gonna sound great. <laughs> yes. So, what is something you noticed about the music scene recently, in general? Uh, yeah, of course. Like it's a tough, you know, era right now. And then before, like uh, all completely shut down, I've been like going to the jam session and everything, and then. You know, they switch all like um, they shut down indoor. Now they open again, so which is really great. And then actually, I'm going to do jam session. I'm going to go to the jam session next Tuesday, Barbado in Brooklyn. Yes, I was super happy about it. And yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's. I think it's getting better and better. But still, like a lot of jazz musicians are struggling because they don't have nowhere to play. You know. So I hope the situation is getting better. Well, in so. New York in general, it's been bad. That. Even before yeah. Corona, because things were closing down all the time. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's only few places left now. Yeah. One of my so. favorite ones is the garage closed. And it's not oh. a sushi spot. <laughs> so right. it's like, I know they're going to try to keep Birdland open. Yeah. The standard, I don't know if it's going to come back. That's true. Zinc Bar looks like it's going to start doing other stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. But still, um, yeah, Smalls and Village Vanguard, they're still doing it, right? Yes. Yeah. But Vanguard, I don't see closing. I I don't want to jinx it. And the same (laughs) thing with Blue Note. Right. Yes. And even Lincoln, even Dizzy's. But the rest of them... Right. I didn't think Cleopatra's Needle would go. Oh, actually, that's really close to my place. I have to go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do you think jazz would be in 10 years? Mm, jazz being 10 years. Here, you mean? No, just in general. Do you think it would be more popular, less popular, more mainstream, more mm. isolated? Uh, well... I don't know. I mean, you know, like it looks like everyone loves jazz, but you know, recently I noticed that the recent really through the recent release, um, I could hear more like a comfortable. I would say comfortable jazz, like you know, like uh, that many people can listen to. You know, it's not like a difficult jazz. It was more like, you know, close to the pop music, something like that. That's what I've been noticed. I don't know if you have noticed, like, more like um, close to the folk music or something like that. I don't know. So my impression is jazz music. I mean, I love difficult jazz. I, I love like a dissonant kind of thing. But also... I feel like jazz musicians is trying to communicate with more wide uh, audience these days. 
by playing more like easy going. Sometimes they put like some easy going jazz into the into their album, something like that. So I think my impression is it's getting better. <laughs> okay, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it's important to also uh, be impressed, like um, audience, not just like a jazz audience, like a wide audiences. So that's why. Wait, it's a wide audience? Right, because uh, it's like uh, there are not so many, like, it's not like uh, pop music or, you know, classical music. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. <laughs> people like pop music for a different reason. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's short, it's catchy. Uh-huh. And it's not, they're all within the same range. They have A-A-B-A, most of them. Format. Right. Because they don't want to feel stressed out by, you know, listening to music. They want to listen to pop music. You know, they want to feel more like, a, you know, it's like a stress release, that kind of thing. So when they listen to the jazz music, they think, oh, it's too complicated and I can, you know, I don't know what they're playing, something like that. So, you know. So I think some jazz musicians trying to get close to those, you know, audience who think that jazz is difficult. Yeah, that's my impression. Okay. Yeah. So have you ever played on, or have you ever been invited to play on any non-jazz albums? Uh, yes, actually. Tell uh, us. <laughs> so, you know, of course, when you're in New York, you know, you want to, experience all types of music and I always you know loved hip hop music so much. <laughs> okay, go. And then thank God like uh, the opportunity came to me. Um it's called cross culture band. So there's um uh rappers like a uh, one female and a male rapper and then the band together. I've been doing this hip hop band for um, so far, four years right now. So we released the album um, last year, actually. Oh, it, actually, we're going to release this year. We recorded last year and it got post one. Anyway, this is like a, you know, all type of multi, you know, genre hip hop music. <laughs> like we have like R&B there. We have a jazz there. But still, there's sort of like a rapping part and everything. Yes. So I've been doing that one. And then also I got to work with the other like Broadway singers, you know. And then there, um, there's a singer named Cassie Nadal. She also released her album last year. So, yeah, I participated as a sideman. Okay. Yeah. Congrats on that. <laughs> Thank you. So if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, you talked them out of being a jazz musician. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I've been actually questioning myself a lot. Like, uh, what would you be if you were <laughs> a jazz musician? It's okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, because I think it's in my blood. So, yeah, probably, although I don't want to, I think I'm going to become a musician again. <laughs> Even though you don't want to, you're still going to do it. 
Listen, yeah. there are people who came on here and said flat out no. There are people who came on here and said yes, and then when we were done said nah. So it's like, <laughs> that's a different one. It's like, yeah, I would have done it, but I shouldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you could remove all the barriers and all the constraints, mm -hmm. what type of album would you make and who would what be on it? What type of album? Yeah. Hmm. What do you mean? So, like, you mean the jazz album? No, anything. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I want to make EDM music. <laughs> <laughs> New Daft Punk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nice, you know, because, uh, you know, I've been working out at home. And then I always thought that oh, I want to make a uh, music for, you know, working out. And then I figured the EDM music kind of like boosts me up. <laughs> so. Okay. I mean, the, what's stopping you from doing that? You have a system. Most of it, <laughs> you actually want to be a piano player to make right. EDM music. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You, you make the bass line from there. You change the sub-levels. You just right. get a cheesy drum kit. I prefer you if you got an actual drummer because there's nothing worse than that that weird snare roll that's like 100% per... Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So EDM will be ideal. And then like, it's like, um, you know, it's rising up music. Like everyone loves EDM. So I want to try. just want to give it a try. <laughs> so when does that come out? Um... Well, I would say in two years. <laughs> okay, two years. Don't do all that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. And what is the best compliment you ever received? Compliment that I very received. Hmm. Best compliment. Well, um, They said I'm a, a very good composer. And then also every time I play, um, people said, you know, it is very like uh, touching. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's important. You have to, if you're a musician, then, you know, you have to able to touch, you know, someone else's soul. I think that's very important. That's why, you know, it's your role in this world if you're a musician. You make people happy or like in a certain mood, you know, I think that's very important. So I think that's the best compliment when they feel something through my music. Okay. <laughs> I can't argue with that one. <laughs> so before we go, we normally give a shout out to those who came before us. So I'm all respects. So I'm going to tell you an instrument in two artists. Choose one and tell us mm -hmm. why. Okay? Sure. On trumpet, Dizzy Gillespie or Lee Morgan? Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> why? Because he's so, like, passionate. I love his music, you know. Like, yeah. Just love his vibe and everything. Okay. On saxophone, Wayne Shorter or Sonny Rollins? Wayne Shorter. <laughs> <It's> quick. 
<laughs> Why? Oh, I love his composition. Like, just amazing. He's like every time I listen to his music, like it's just bring me to another place. Like spiritually, you know. I mean, another place. Yeah, okay. that's why. On bass, Christian McBride or Esperanza Spartan? Hmm. <sighs> it's a difficult question because I love both of them, <laughs> but. Uh, I like, um, I would say for now, as far as as talking, <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, it's so awesome that she plays bass at the same time, singing together. It's like, it's like a whole nother skill. Also, I love her composition and playing. Yeah, just love it. Yeah. Okay. But you sing uh -huh. on your albums. Oh, did I? No, yeah. I didn't sing. That was not you singing? What? No, I oh. never sang. Wow. Yeah. Even the opening? I, um, what's it called? Are that you was, ready? Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was the narration, that singing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, considering. Was narration. Okay, my mistake, everybody. She was narrating. Okay. Right. Drums. Brian Blade or Nate Smith? Brian Blade, of course. Oh, I love his, you know, I've been like, I've been a huge fan of Brian Blade. I got inspired so much, you know, by his playing. Every time he's playing in New York, I never miss his concert, you know. And I also love his, have you listened to album Mama Losa? He yes. was a singer. That's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. I love that album. Also, um, another album that he released recently, Landmark. Land, yeah. Yes. The, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I can doubt it. Yes. Oh, okay. There might be a drummer change on her next album, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Blade, you're listening. You got a piano player that wants to play with you, okay? <laughs> Listen to the end for her contact and please reach out for her, okay? She's actually cute, trust me. <laughs> And <laughs> finally, on keys, Oscar Peterson or Bill Evans? Hmm. It's a, like a hard question. For now, it might change though, but Bill Evans now. Yeah. Just like, you know, harmonies and everything. And his approach about music, he got influenced a lot by the classical music, which I really, you know, love about it. Like, yeah, it's just amazing. He's, um, yeah, harmonies. And I mean, when I listen to his music, he doesn't have that much. I mean, it's not, you can just like uh, hear everything has a plan. It's just like came out like naturally. That's what you can hear from his music. Yeah. Because when you, when I see myself sometimes when I'm playing it and then I think, I see myself that I'm planning ahead, like sometimes not coming off from my soul. But when I listen to Bill Evans' music, everything is so natural. That's why I love about his music. Yes. Okay. And just one mm -hmm. other thing, ma'am. Uh, Christian might stop you from playing with Brian. I just remember that. 
Because, <laughs> you know, that's his bass player for the most part. Uh-huh. Yeah. He chose Esperanza. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just like, you know, she's so like a refreshing. I mean, I, I love her Christian McBread and, you know, I love the master class he did like when I was in Manhattan School of Music. I was really amazed. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, no, I, I don't that. know. Right. <laughs> I met Christian. Oh, he rolled me good. He made fun of me good. So I got to give him credit for that, too. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. He's just like a legendary and he's like, um, I don't know, history, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it feels like he's always been there. And then you get so used to with the, you know, with the great player. And then now sometimes when you want to refresh yourself, you want to listen to another player, like another good like approach of, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's Aaron's app for me. So, can you tell the people your social media, how to reach out to you, your website, your email, etc.? Yes, um, my website is um, ghiomusic.com. Yeah, you can find me there. You can find my social media, Facebook and Instagram there. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. So, everyone, please check out Are You Ready and the Passions album. And thank you, ma'am, for joining us today. It means a lot. Oh, yeah. Thanks for inviting me today. I had uh, so much fun. Anytime, ma'am. And this is the end of From Improv Exchange. Thank you all. Have a good day. That's that on jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange. <laughs>